11 years and 22 films have led up to this moment. Did Endgame meet up to expectations, or was the pressure too much even for Marvel? Today we discuss on Dungeon Crawlers. This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Reality. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Reality can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlreality.com. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where the reviews are real, but the points don't matter. That's right. We're going to be talking about the latest movie to come out, which, well, let's just say a lot of people have been expecting it. Almost, it's almost highly as much highly anticipated as the new Star Wars movie. That would be Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I would say more eagerly anticipated. This is a tw- this is a film that's had twenty two films leading up to this epic conclusion. And True. not a lot of letdowns. Um, um, so, except for the Marvel uh, marketing department, uh, Dan before the show was just talking about how he almost inadvertently today he was talking about the show, and he had coworkers that hadn't seen it. And so the spoiler, uh, don't spoil the endgame, is still going, and yet Marvel okay. themselves have actually posted video reviews saying, hey, we're the biggest movie in America, with active spoilers that they purposefully kept out of the public eye. When this movie's been out for three days, officially. So, Marvel, what's the deal? Like, you, you, you make this big deal about hiding all of these spoilers from trailers, right? Purposefully deceiving yeah. us, and then three days, three days after the films come out, you post a video on your Instagram revealing so many spoilers. Daniel, can we actually talk about spoilers? Can we have that spoiler review right now so we can talk about this? We will. Um, but first, I don't think it's Marvel. I think it's Disney. Didn't Disney do this with some of the Star Wars Rebels episodes where, like, not even 30 minutes or an hour after uh, a release of an episode, it was already on the internet? I know that they did do that, but was that Disney or was that Marvel? Or was that uh, the actual marketing department from the Star Wars uh, team? Well, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're technically owned by the same company, so I would assume it would have to be that. It just surprises um, me Are their marketing much. departments the same, though, or different? See, that that's what I don't know. I yeah. don't. I, I mean, that's the one thing we don't know, yeah. is where is the line? Where is the wall? Where is, you know... Where's the separation between Fox, between Marvel, between Star Wars and so on, and Disney? We don't know. But as far as this movie, clearly, it clearly, you know, everyone's super excited. They don't want to hear spoilers. Everyone's saying, hey, don't spoil this movie. And then here it is. The company that puts it out is spoiling it for everyone. Um, well, it was so bad. Seen. It was so bad. There was a gentleman that was walking out of a theater this weekend, talking about it to his friends. Unfortunately, passed a group of people that were just going in to see the movie. Completely spoiled the entire movie to him. That guy ended up in the ER because they beat the living crap out of him. That seems a bit dramatic. It is. I mean, uh, unfortunately, the uh, I hate to say it, but geek culture has become so polarized that we have become the very thing that we hated growing up. That's true. You know, we hated the bullies that beat up on us, that teased us, that picked on us. And I feel like now that we've reached that status of, hey, we're just as cool as everyone else, it's become toxic in a way. I mean, you've seen what's happened. 
mean, celebrities have been chased off of social media because of characters they played. I mean, come on. The gal that played Rose in the last Star Wars movie was just doing her job. She wasn't doing anything inappropriate. She was doing her job, and people chased her off of social media. Um, And it's just ridiculous. I mean, James Gunn, I mean, uh, it's great that he's back. He was fired from a job for comments and things he had said over 10 years ago. That's just not fair. Uh, It's just, it's crazy uh, where fandom has gone um, in various ways. We could probably like debate about this on, on its entire show uh, because I've got a lot of things to say about that. But, but also, I mean, we, we have to talk about, uh, about the end game and the good points, the bad points, the ugly points and everything in between. So we're going to put it this way. We're going to spoil some stuff. You know, <laughs> if you do not want to know, leave now. This Pause is, the show. Go away. Chance. Come back after you've seen Endgame. Um, this movie has a lot that can be ruined and spoiled for you. So go. Now, we love you. Come back. But go. Yes. Uh, we're going to protect said, you. With that said, we're moving forward. And if you're still listening, it's your own fault. We can't shield you forever. <laughs> shield. You're welcome. The movie. Yes, the movie. The movie Endgame. Uh, very anticipated, as we've said. I'm probably going to be have tomatoes thrown at me, bricks, who knows. I am not on board with everyone that's saying this was a fantastic movie. Um, but I loved it. It was a good movie. I'm just going to put this right out there, uh, just initial... I'm, I've given it a solid uh, B plus. Wow! Just to start, just to start. Like I, I feel like, I feel like I kind of just want to throw that out there. And and through this review, actually, as we discuss, I'm sure we're going to talk about some of the more specifics. I might change that, but yeah. Initial thoughts about everything, like, oh yeah, it's probably going to go up after this, uh, after we have our little discussion. So. Well, I mean, so here, here's my my feelings on it. It was very highly anticipated. There was a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. This was the end of this kind of 10, 11 year uh, saga, you know, what the last series of movies, the last decade, they've now dubbed the infinity saga. They built up really, a really awesome start with infinity war. Then we have Endgame, and I feel like it was a huge letdown. Um, story wise, uh, how are you saying it's a letdown compared? Because I agree, I agree. It's not as powerful as Infinity War. Infinity War was a very well structured story. We fell in love with the villain. Like we didn't agree yeah. with him, but we understood him. And yeah, then... I didn't fall in love with him. <laughs> That's okay. We understood where he was coming from, though. You wouldn't expect to relate that much with a villain, and they did a great job of, I want to mm-hmm. say, humanizing him, like making his uh, his end goal believable. Yeah, I feel like we kind of lost that focus once we got to this movie. Yeah, I mean, in this movie, I felt like it was very broken. Uh, and and I get, again, I know it's a full story. We're we're jumping into the last half of the story. Uh, I feel like it was broken. There's a lot of holes in it. Um, the best way to describe it is I wanted a nice plate of Havarti cheese, delicious, wonderful. But I, instead of that, I got a plate full of Swiss cheese. There's a lot of plot holes that they didn't explain. They didn't fill. Um, the weird five-year jump. The sudden appearance of Banner Hulk. 
<laughs> with no explanation other than, oh, yeah, I was just messing with some gamma rays and junk, junk, junk. Yeah. Um, that was off-putting. I would have really loved to have seen that. The beginning just felt really pokey. They go there. Events happen. That's uh, spoiler territory. It's good. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as everyone loves Chris Hemsworth without his uh, shirt off, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will not be appealed by that this time. Oh, oh, that was so disturbing. I loved that. Okay, can I just say, it's so nice to actually have a male superhero that shares my body image. I appreciate <laughs> that. As a fat fan, I loved that. Like, I am <laughs> sick of seeing all these super athletic, super fit guys. No, give me reality, and that I appreciated more than anything else in this film. You know, I, 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 I was I, cringing. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I like Chris Hemsworth and give him points for doing this. Um, because I, I get it. What he did, they failed, they all failed, and he went into a depression. I love seeing that from the heroes. Mm-hmm. The things that I didn't like was the MacGuffin. Um, uh, for those of you that know, don't know what a MacGuffin is, it's pretty much a literary term where they use something because they can't figure out how to make a story work, so they just use some weird random thing. Well, thank you for explaining that because I meant to have you explain that to me in yeah. the chat earlier. Yeah, no problem. So Nebula, her neural network, how in the heck do the two of them share the same neural network? They are not even the same person anymore. Her from the future and her from the past, completely different people. There is no way that that neural network can function the same. Maybe it's the cloud. See, see it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. Um, she is an autonomous person that has had cybernetic implants put on her. I just, yeah, I really hated that. I really felt like that didn't work very well. Um, and I know they need to reintroduce the villain. Um, I think using past Thanos was really dumb. Um, I would have rather the current Thanos that had won be kind of the villain throughout the story. Yeah. But instead they got rid of him and then they used the past Thanos that didn't have the infinity gauntlet. Now I do, I do know a couple people have said, well, how in the heck could he have gone toe to toe with he, he didn't have the gauntlet, his armor and his sword are enchanted and that's what gave him the power. He shed those when he got the gauntlet because he didn't need that those enchantments or anything any longer. He is that strong. It would have also been nice to have seen him, uh, and I want to hear from Mackenzie. Uh, I, I, I get the feeling that she's not feeling well uh, and might get snapped here in a second. Um, in fact, you know what? Let's go to Mackenzie. I want to come back to this, this point because uh, I want to hear about what Mackenzie thinks real quick before... Yeah, I'm not feeling too good here, guys. I might turn to dust. Um, you know what? I loved it. I may be in the minority here, but even th- I can live with the plot holes. I can live with a lot of things. I My favorite part of the movie was seeing Captain America wielding Mjolnir and the shield at the same time and being a badass. That was... <laughs> and then he got his happy ending. Like, of all the characters, I can argue... I'm sure I'm going to get hate for this because I'm sure everybody's going to argue Iron Man deserved the happy ending. But Captain America did. I'm sorry. I may be biased. Just just, just a little bit. But no, got, I loved it. Yeah, I like the fact he got that happy ending. And here's the thing. 
you do see the breadcrumbs throughout the movie. You know, when he stops and looks at Peggy through the window, you know something's going to happen there. That 1970s scene really kind of, at least for me, showed me what was get, the ending was going to be like. Yeah. There's several breadcrumbs, especially for Tony's character, that were dropped. Um, there was a lot of humanity in that 1970s scene. Yeah. And there was a lot of humanity when they went back to the past because all of them kind of failed at one point. And I really loved seeing the ancient one back with Tilda Swinton. Like, there was a lot of nostalgia in this movie that I love. Like, I love having Thor when he had closure with his mom. Yeah, I love that. And she's like, no, don't tell me. My story's over. Yeah. No, they did a good job. Uh, I don't feel good, but I... All Wait, right. what was your grade? What was your grade? She disappeared. Oh, we'll never know. There, well, there was the snap. Time machine. We'll have, to, we'll have to get a time machine. Yes. Anyways, um, really, No. Yeah. again, yeah, it I, was a fantastic movie. They put all the pieces together hold on, in a let, fantastic way. Let, let's, 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 let's keep on going where we're going with this. Um, so, so Cap's arc, like, I agree. I liked seeing his arc. Uh, from, uh, you know, that he does end up, he's a man out of time. He's always been a man out of time. And I, I enjoyed, and I was hoping, I was hoping that they would, as soon as I said time travel, I was hoping that they would have him end up with Peggy. And of course that has so many new implications, uh, that he's been there this entire time. But aside from all that, it was so nice. And is that, does that mean that there's a possibility that like agent 13 is related to cap? Is that, is that what? Possibly. Um, so, so, so I'm this, my own grandpa. So there, okay, there, there's a lot of weird things now. Um, you know, he's been there the whole time. There's the question: How could Hydra then grow up within Shield with him knowing that? Because uh, it's his future self that's gone into the past to be back with Peggy. Uh, honestly, this film now creates more questions. And a giant can of worms than before. Can we uh, let's let's go into that then? Let's talk about uh, the end games time travel theory, because from what I understand, they've set up a brand new time travel theory that says yes, you can go back to your own past. You can change. You can go back to your own past. You can experience it. You can even join in it. But if you make any uh, changes large enough to change the timeline, you create an alternate reality timeline. Correct. Different than your own. Yes. Similar to Back to the Future, except Back to the Future had only one timeline. This one, it's saying, no, it creates an alternate timeline entirely, right? Yeah. So, you know, they they, they did do, put that in there. Uh, the Ancient One said that. Even mm-hmm. returning the Infinity Stones... Yeah, I, I, see, this is where there's so many questions, and I feel like they just opened... Wait, there's too many plot holes now. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, how... They have two different... Like, there are at least two of these Earths, these timelines that they've gone to, that they have completely changed. The one where yep. Loki escapes with the Tesseract. It's one o'clock. Yep. And the one where Gamora and uh, past Thanos come forward. And we're now dealing with a Gamora that more or less believes in Thanos' philosophy. I mean, I know she never really went all in, mm-hmm. but we have... So we have a different Gamora from that timeline, and we've removed Thanos from that timeline. So now we've got two alternate realities at least, right? Or do we have more? I mean, we know of two. 
Um, and, and this is the thing that is, makes no sense, okay? They bring Thanos to the future. He's wiped out. Again, spoilers. He's wiped out. He doesn't exist. How can this, you know, all these events should, should not exist. Um, he's gone. There wasn't the Infinity War. He never got the gauntlet. Tony shouldn't have died. Well, that's why I'm Captain. saying it created one alternate timeline where none of that ever happened. But our timeline, as far as we're concerned, our past has happened, which means that we brought him from another timeline, changing that timeline or that now alternate reality. Um, but at the same, like, yeah, you're right. So we did change one of those, but ours had already happened. Ours had already been set. Yeah. So that's, that's the confusing thing. Because everything we've ever seen with time, you cannot, if you change one thing in the past, everything moving forward changes. Um, Except- what is that Ray Bradbury uh, book called? Uh, something Th- Thunder or something. Where they go back in the, in the past and he steps on a butterfly. Right, yeah. Um, oh, I can't believe I can't remember that. Anyways. It's the butterfly effect. Right, right, right. But uh, the butterfly that's pretty much how time travel has always been explained until this movie and it's just well except for Star Trek except for the Star Trek reboot they actually said no we went back in time and we created an alternate reality timeline you're right but that previous timeline no longer exists well no that's... they said it does like that's because they got a lot of hate for that but they said no no the original timeline Star Trek timeline exists um it still exists. All of our Voyager, our next generation, all those still exist. Like that reality still exists. This created an alternate timeline uh, mm-hmm. reality, an alternate reality. And that's what they're trying to say with this. But at the same time, they have things that don't make sense. Like Cap going back in time and then showing up along yeah. that timeline. Like he should have yeah. created another alternate timeline unless he literally changed nothing. And then, then he's kind of a worthless hero. In, in my opinion, um, because how can you be Captain America in the past and not make dramatic changes? Because literally, I mean, we've seen him time and time again where he has gone against, you know, the fold because that's who he is. That's his morals. That's his ethics. Yeah. To go back in time to be with Peggy and not change anything. That's really hard to swallow, in my opinion. That's a really hard pill to swallow just to say, OK, I'm going to ignore every bad thing that's ever happened. Until I meet up with, you know, with Falcon and hand over the shield. Mm-hmm. Let everything play out. I mean, I get he's an old man, why he wouldn't have shown up during the Infinity War stuff. But everything leading up to that, um, the the one German scientist that yeah. hit himself into a computer. I mean, just all those things. The shield that we saw. being completely like uh, Hydra, by Hydra. By Hydra. Like that's... There, there's a lot, yeah, there is a lot. And so it's, it seems like in this movie with the time travel, they literally say, uh, I'm recalling a scene from uh, one of the Austin Powers movies where he goes back in time, where the guy looks at the camera and says, don't think too hard about it. And you in the audience, just sit back and relax. But as yeah. we, we as nerds, we like to think about all those details like Back to the Future, and we like thinking about time being one fluid river that if redirected, mm-hmm. the river is still a river. You know, I mean, it's... 
but this really does kind of throw multiple theories, and you you literally have to just say, you know what? I just have to to let it go. Because also, when he returns all the stones, there's some stones. How could he return the 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 one that matter? How could he return the soul stone to to Red Skull? Like, yeah, I know. And if so, when it, when it's returned, does that mean the life given up comes back? I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it would. Or, yeah, or does that mean uh, that's other, an alternate reality again? Like maybe. I, maybe. I mean, the other big thing that really annoyed me is Captain Marvel. Okay, so one first big annoyance. Uh, so we're going off of time travel. Uh, we're letting that go. We've talked about it. If that was your big problem, then we're letting that go. We're moving yeah. on. So you're saying Captain Marvel was another big hindrance to you? Yep, Captain Marvel. So the end of Infinity War, we have the, we see the pager, we see her symbol, and then we have a movie. Because we have to have her in, in the ending of this movie. Right. We see her at the beginning of the movie, and she's like, well, you didn't defeat Thanos because you didn't have me. We come up to the final battle with Thanos, and she's not even there. I mean, just not there. And then when she finally does show up, like in the last few minutes of the movie, it's just ridiculous. I guess she's out in the universe doing stuff, but what the heck? Um, She finally shows up. She's fighting Thanos. She's pretty much doing the same thing that Cap did in the last movie. The only difference is is she's blasting him around, but she's still going toe-to-toe. We see the same scene where she grabs his hand and starts bending fingers backwards. Yeah, we see. I felt like Captain America with Mjolnir did more damage and beat the crap out of Thanos more than she did. I feel like, and I'm, again, probably going to get crap for this, but I don't feel like she was a good character in this movie. I feel like it was just like, okay, we're throwing her in. We have this really cool moment where all the other women, female characters surround her and say, we've got this, which is a cool moment, you know, especially for, you know, young girls out there that want to be superheroes and be someone awesome. That was really cool for that. But I just don't feel like she needed to be in the movie. I feel like they crammed her in and there's just no real reason for her to be there. And I hate to say that, but that's how it felt to me. Because, I mean, even the lady I was sitting next to, multiple times during the movie, she's like, where's Captain Marvel? Where's Captain Marvel? And when she finally shows up, she's like, finally. I mean, voicing the same thing that I was saying to myself in the head. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just, it felt really odd. Granted, I did love when Cap got Mjolnir, and then Thor's like, I knew it, because we saw that. Yeah. You know, Age of Ultron, where everyone was trying to pick it up, no one could, and then... You see a wiggle a little bit with Cap, and you see Thor's eyes wide. And that was an amazing moment. That was was. cool. Well, hold on. Before we go on to the hammer, because that's that's a whole new thing, Uh, let's finish up with Captain Marvel. No, and I agree um, to an extent. Like, you have the supremely powerful uh, character that can fly through alien ships, completely destroying entire fleets. Um, And then you've kind of got this... She's overpowered. She really is OP'd, and so I hope in the next movie they... I don't see any other way they can other than either to turn her evil and have her come back or uh, to deprive her of her powers so she has to earn them back. Like, because it's so hard to write someone who can stand up to anything. But, I mean, even then, she got her power from a side explosion in this reality. She got her power from a side explosion of one of the stones, the Tesseracts, 
uh, power. Like, it's just, that's where she gets her power. So technically, like, Thanos with all six stones should be able to beat her because he's got the Tesseract itself. He's got the power source that powered her plus five, you know? I mean, so it makes sense that he should be able to beat her um, to me. But he didn't have the gems. Huh? But he didn't have the gems at the time she was fighting him. You're right. So if he had had that gauntlet, and granted, that's another, and I know a lot of people are like, well, why was the gauntlet hurting everyone? Well, the gauntlet that is forged by the dwarves can channel and harness the magic. That's the reason Hulk was burned. That's the reason Tony died is because the gauntlet they created could not properly channel the power, and it was feeding back, and that's what was burning and actually physically harming them. Well, no, it's because the the Infinity Stones are so powerful that unless you have the ability to harness that power, it will kill you. Like, we see Star-Lord able to hold the power because he's part, basically, deity. Um, Yeah. And Thanos is just so strong, as far as I understand from... He's like... You you compared him to Superman uh, as far as his strength. And Hulk, it makes sense. Like, it's just the stones themselves are so powerful. I don't think it was necessarily the gauntlet as much. Because even the gauntlet was fried twice. Like, it was barbecued in both times it was used. We, when we see yeah, him and, fall and through the portal. He, when and, he he traded it, when he destroyed the stones or, or whatever he did, uh, it nearly killed him. He is, he does have a lot of power. He is immensely powerful. Um, you know, and then he does have his armor and his weapon, which are enchanted and give him more strength and power. But still, she struggled to fight against him. And I, I wanted to see something different because the whole point, I mean, she was saying, well, it wasn't for me. You, that's the reason you didn't defeat him because um, you didn't have me. And it just made this feel like she was this, this really important component to the recipe of why they failed. With her, they would succeed. They still didn't. Uh, she still wasn't. Yeah. It just felt really kind of hokey. Like, there was a lot of things that they hyped up and, and filled the deliver on. Um, other things... No, I they, agree. They, they didn't they for, uh, really well. But I, I wouldn't want... I, I Honestly, I, I was worried about that they would have her come in and all these heroes that we've seen over 22 films would be fighting and then we would need, oh, this extra person that we didn't have. She would just fix everyone's problems. And I'm really glad that they didn't do that. They had... Our characters that we love, that we've fallen in love with over 22 films, we, we've had a chance to be able to have them come back and still shine, even though their power is nothing compared to hers. And I appreciate that, personally. No, I, and don't get me wrong. I do like the character. I like what they've done. My problem is, is why wasn't she there part of the plan? Why wasn't she there? And I get it kind of explained, like, well, there's other planets out there that don't have you guys. Okay, I get that. But still, here's their final game plan to go against Thanos. <laughs> Why is she not part of it? Right, they should have reached out to her before they tried this yeah. whole time travel thing. Yeah. Um, and I hope this is leading up for the next movie of hers, that she is out in the universe, that we are seeing some of those uh, other things that she's yeah. fighting. I hope that she's not on Earth for the next one, personally. But you know, and then, and then we have what Nebula does. Um, <laughs> killing herself... So how does she exist? Um, Again, the alternate timeline, though. Like, they've created this alternate reality timeline. And the other reality just doesn't have a nebula, as well as a Thanos, as well as a Gamora, as well as, like, 
the entire army. Like, they're just yeah. Gone. See, that's just that's where it's really tough and hard to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow because it's like they're basically leaning on okay, this reality. They've lived through that. They defeated. They pulled this Thanos from another reality over, and that's really who it is. So we've all. So once you see it that way, okay, it can work. But that's the hard pill to swallow, and that's something they didn't really explain. That they are, they're not really time traveling. They're moving to another reality. Yeah. Um, because it, I mean, they don't really call it time travel. They call it quantum jumping. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way to think of it. They're not really jumping through time. They're actually moving to another reality where things happen slightly different but very much the same and they're pulling the stones from there that's why they have to go back um with the stones um which yeah again it is it's kind of a hard uh pill to swallow especially when we've had such very clear rules stated for time travel and uh parallel universe travel like we've had so many movies this is the first one other than star trek i guess uh if you want to count that um, where they specifically kind of combine them both. And it's... Yeah. Even Back to the Future, it was still one time. Yes, they, it created an alternate, skewed timeline, but they could go back and change it back, because it was still a timeline that they were stuck in. It was still a single timeline, technically. It's just time flowed in a different direction, you know? Here, it's saying, no, it's multiples, and so it makes me wonder if we're going to address that in any future movie where we talk about these parallels. See, and this is the thing that was really confusing because the ancient one says, if you remove these, it schisms off. Yeah. And it did. But then Bruce is like, well, if we return them, then it will make it as if it never happened. That schism didn't happen. So (laughs) that's where I really struggled because that was the whole point of what Cap did is he took the stones back so that new alternate reality or alternate timeline doesn't exist. So that writes again is a contradiction unto itself because now we have this alternate reality separate from this current reality. So again, that's kind of where I feel like there's plot holes. That's where I feel like they didn't do enough explaining. Right. As a movie lover, someone that's just going to go see a fun film, Great movie. It's going to be a good movie. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a lot of really cool stuff that happens. Um, they do achieve their goal. We see heroes that we've loved come back. They play a lot of fan service with this time travel. It's basically, for me, this was, hey, guys, remember that epic movie? Like, the first part, I loved how they actually, so the three acts that they have here. Act one yeah. is all about, like, the scene the the post-traumatic stress that's been caused to all of the heroes. Like, I loved actually seeing the real-world implications of, of uh, Survivor Syndrome, I believe it's called, right? Yeah. And yeah. I love seeing that both in Thor and in, 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 in everybody, really, except for Hulk, who basically... Uh, let's talk about that later. Um, we see the reality. Um, we see them each dealing with it in their own. I love Tony, how he dealt with it and how he moved on with his family, which is incredible. I love his story. And then part two, which was a back to the future time travel, wibbly wobbly, like 
fan service, hey, remember all the movies that brought us here? Let's have some more fun in those playgrounds. Like jumping back to those playgrounds, bringing in almost every character that we've loved through all these movies, having these little moments like the elevator fight scene, reaching back to that comic book, you know, Hail Hydra. Love that. Uh, yeah. I loved all this fan service that we got. Like, it, it was like fan service the movie. That that really was what part two, or the second block was. And then the end battle was, hey, you ever wanted to see everybody who you've ever wanted to fight, fight each other? Here they go. Like, uh. against this monstrous CGI disposable army. That was, it was fun to see everybody. I loved especially seeing Pepper actually come full arc. I would have liked to see her use her uh, uh, ability that she got in Iron Man 3 more and less of the suit, but I'm still thrilled to see her in the suit. I loved her working with Tony. I loved seeing that end battle. I loved how they put that together. It still didn't feel as cohesive of a story. Okay, here, uh, going back to what you were saying about how it felt disjointed, um, uh-huh. unlike Infinity War, which was very solid, it's because Infinity War, we had one main character that we were following, which was Thanos. We were following him and his story arc. This movie felt more like a disjointed team trying to work together, which really perfectly exemplifies what the Avengers are. They're a team of flawed, humanistic individuals that are working together to try to be heroes. And they are flawed. Each one of them has their own flaws. And that's what the first Avengers movie was all about, was them trying to work together. Granted, it takes us time to get traction. Yes, they aren't perfect, but neither are we. And so I kind of enjoyed seeing that in the story. I would have liked it to be a little bit more cohesive since this was the crowning uh, movie in this saga. The crowning jewel, yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen it tie together a little bit more um, cohesively on those three parts, but at the same time, I cried. I, I, I had a great time, and I really did enjoy how they brought it all together, even though they had those three very disjointed uh, sections that they put together because it didn't feel like it was a three-hour uh, rush of three separate sections or three separate movies. It felt very cohesive to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I was just expecting a grand ending. Um, the ending we got, I felt, like I said, it was disjointed. They did a good job. I mean, as it, best they could. Um, like you said, I did like the fact of what they did with each of the, the heroes. You, know, you had uh, Cap, who was being the optimistic one, the one full of hope, the one trying to heal those around him. Uh, Tony was the one that just said, wanted to ignore it all. He wanted to just uh, go off and just ignore life and do whatever he could. Uh, Thor just could not get over his guilt, his grief, and just went into into a drunken stupor, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, you know, we have Clint, who... Hawkeye that went on a murderous <laughs> rampage uh, from losing his family. Natasha was trying to be the leader, the one that was trying to find a solution. And we have um, Hulk, which just, you know, Banner went, did his own thing and then ends up being some like celebrity uh, See, because I he's would... now Banner Hulk. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen that transformation like you were mentioning earlier um because it really was like i know he has multiple personalities one personality is the hulk one personality is banner 
but they don't treat it like that in the movies. They treat them like two separate characters. Yeah. Very distinctly. And so to lose the Hulk, because we, I know he says he combined the two, but yeah. that sounds like Banner. It doesn't sound, I don't hear any Hulk. I see the Hulk, but it feels like he's wearing the Hulk's body. He's wearing a Hulk suit. Like, it feels like Hulk is dead, and it's Banner. It's Banner Hulk, but knowing that they're just split personalities and he just reunified the personalities, that brings me closure. But with how they've built up those characters actually interacting with each other, it didn't it didn't feel like a resolution because I felt like they are two separate characters in this universe, and I would have liked to have seen something else along those lines. I mean, they are two different... Uh, it- and that's one one of the things I really wish they would have shown, where you would have seen Bruce after the defeat going, "Okay, I need to I need to figure this out." And we see that he does what he does and merges the two. I mean, the Banner Hulk that we have, it literally is Hulk's body with Bruce's brain. Yeah, that's literally what it is, and that was the way it was in the comics for a long time. Um, so it was okay. It just was really jarring to suddenly be that after whole movie where we're fighting to get the Hulk out and he refuses it would have been nice to see yeah. him bringing the Hulk out and fusing them together so hey the especially, Hulk is here now and, I, and I'm in control. Especially with that build up of we've got some things to work out like it felt like it was going to be a buddy buddy movie it felt like oh here's a trial here's a challenge let's conquer it and then we just jump to oh it's conquered yeah so that was that was really weird um all in all, we did get we, we did get an ending. We got an ending to this this oh hold on, hold on. before we go story. before we go to the ending. Let's let's sorry. I'm just I'm excited about talking about each individual character arc. Sorry, I love because sure. I love the character arcs. I do love how Tony put his family first. Like yes. he failed, he failed the Earth, and so he dedicated his life to his wife and his daughter, and that meant so much to me. And even when he was thinking, I could sit on this, I could let this go. It's time travel. I'm risking losing our daughter. Like, I know that's selfish. I know that that's so selfish. But at the same time, he talked to Pepper about it. He brought it forward. And that's showing his unselfishness. You know, he's saying, I can do this. And she said, but you know you won't. Like, it just, it shows his selfish side and his unselfish side and how he has put his family first. Well, this is the thing. I mean, this is the thing. When we first see Tony, he's a selfish a-hole. Yeah. He really is. By the time we get to this point in time... He isn't. He has a daughter. His whole perspective has changed. That's why I think the the moment we see in 1970 with his father, that's when I saw that, that's when I really knew something was going to happen with him because he, I mean, he's hated his dad. He has resented his father for so long. Mm -hmm. And that conversation brought him some closure to see that, to realize my dad did the best he could. He was scared. He didn't know how to handle someone just like him. And I mean, Tony really is just like him. And when he gives him a hug, it's just like, I knew at that moment that was something was going to happen to Tony. Yeah. Uh, But you're right. He had a very great story arc. We've seen a great story arc with him. Captain America, his story arc, wasn't as drastic as his because Cap, you really can't bend Cap that much. He's he's just straightforward. Um, 
but it was good to see that ending for him. Thor, I really liked what happened to Thor. Yeah. You know, Thor's yeah. always been kind of this indestructible, like, Superman. But we got to see him being, he was broken he was, and he very was hurt. emotional. Oh. He was very emotional, and I liked seeing that because he's always been gruff and nothing can harm me. And we see that something harmed him. Yeah. It, it, his armor has been broken. He doesn't, I mean, he, he can't even do the mission with Rocket. And then he meets with his mom, and she heals the wounds, uh, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and he really needed that. No, you know, and, it was beautiful to see that character arc, see hit that he is, he can be hurt. He can yeah. experience pain. He can be stopped. And because, yeah, he is overpowered. He is powerful. And seeing that just made him very, very human. It was, it was, it was... And the body image. Love the body image. We've all <laughs> yep. been there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, I liked all the... The arcs were good. Uh, I really wish they wouldn't have done what they did to Natasha either. Yeah. Um, I did love I, her and Hawkeye together and yeah. how that resolved. But at the same time... Uh, oh, that's one point that still bothers me about the story. I know... I know that it was written this way because of the script and that without this, there wouldn't have been a story. Like, it would have been uh, an hour movie, if that, maybe a 45-minute movie. But when they're thinking, huh, how can we... Where's a place where all the Infinity Stones have been together? If, is there a place? Uh, but we have to... We, You know, the snap still has to happen. And I'm just thinking, okay, so you know the snap happened, and then you know, what was it, like 22 days afterwards, right? Here's a second energy surge on this planet... So you've got a 22-day window right there where you know that he's on the planet. He's recovering from the first snap. He's preparing for the second snap. You have 22 days right there where all six stones are in one place and you don't have to sacrifice Natasha. And that bothers me. That That's bothered me for yeah. the last three days. I'm just like, you don't have to sacrifice Natasha. You can get the stone back and try to fix Vision. I still believe that there's a possibility of fixing Vision. And... Like, there's so many... Tony, Tony will be alive. Like, anyway, I know it has to be the way that it is for the story. Why, but, that? Uh, why not Why not zap in right behind Thanos just before the snap, take his head off? They've already taken the head off before. Yeah, you're worried I, about creating an alternate timeline? That would create an alternate timeline I, right there. Let's live in the alternate go. timeline. <laughs> there you go. You just took care of the stones. The snap doesn't happen. No one died. Hooray! Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's like those how it should have ended. Yeah, like yeah. You see, Doctor Strange's uh, coat go off, wrap around the glove, lift Thanos up off the ground. He creates one of those ring gates, lowers him down, and cuts it off right uh, on the arm below the the gauntlet. The end. Yeah. Um, but why again, that? I don't know. And then we wouldn't have the movie that we have. We wouldn't have. The right. building, and we wouldn't have the people being human but, and seeing that. And that's that's really why we yeah. go to these movies, is to experience yeah. that. And uh, on the plus yeah. side, if we really... If Robert Downey Jr. really wants to come back again, if we... I mean, it feels like it kind of takes away from the sacrifice. It really does. But if we want any of these characters to come back, we have that alternate timeline where alternate Thanos has jumped to the future to die, where Tony's alive, Vision's alive... Uh, Black Widow's alive. Everybody is still alive, except for Coulson. Coulson is still toast, no matter how you look at it. Coulson is dead, unless you love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like I do, in which case he's just hiding out. 
and getting ready to die. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll just have to see. Um, I do understand these guys. They're done. They they want to move on to other things. Yeah. And these characters, especially like Robert Downey Jr. He's been Tony Stark for eleven years. Uh, I, I I get it. Totally wants to move on. He's done a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, we can definitely have different Iron Man with Pepper, but I know Gwyneth Paltrow said she's done. Uh, you know, maybe we have a daughter. We have their daughter that grows up and she's in the Iron Man suit. Or, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. However, no matter what you say, everyone's gonna, you're gonna love going to see the movie. It is it's true. a way to, it is closure. It is an ending. You know, I'm a writer, that's a filmmaker. We see things differently. You, as a moviegoer, are going to see things differently. Uh, you're going to probably enjoy it differently than we would. You know, that plot holes bug me. Some of the, the way they did things drive me nuts. Still a good movie. I, I still buy it. I'm still going to watch it. And maybe when I watch the two together, I'll sit down and watch Infinity War and this one together maybe it'll feel a little bit more cohesive because we did have to wait a year. Um, and maybe it won't feel as disjointed. We'll just, ha I'll just have to see. As far as my grade, uh, I'm teetering on a B and a B plus. It's definitely not an A. It's not yeah. like this amazing thing that I wanted it to be. I really wanted to go in there and have this epic battle. I wanted it to be against the Thanos that had the gauntlet with the gems I wanted, and it really felt weird. I almost felt like Last Jedi weird uh, when Luke throws the, the lightsaber off when they when they kill Thanos, just lopping his head immediately off. Um, it really felt like holy crap! What did they just do? Type thing. Um, but overall, it was good. They brought the characters back that we wanted. They accomplished their goal. We saw some really cool epic things. We saw Cap with Mjolnir. We saw uh, Thor, double wielding Stormbringer and Mjolnir. We saw some really cool things. I mean, we did. I, I, I will admit that. Could it could it have been better? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It it could have been better. Uh, it could have had. Um, uh, there's a lot that they could have done, but honestly, yeah. given where they came from. 22 films, having this be the capstone of 11 years or 10 years worth of movies. Given all that, like, and I, I, I agree and I respect your grade. I respect, respect your opinion on that one. Um, thinking about this as much as we have in this interview, because we're, wow, this is a long show. Um, yeah. I, I have to raise my grade uh, to an A, to an A, actually. Uh, okay. Not an A+, plus, but, but an A. Like, it is... Is it is it an amazing movie? Is it the best? You know, A minus. Let's say A minus. It is not the best movie ever made, um, but given what they had to accomplish in this movie, given how high the stakes were, how high everything, how much was expected from this movie, um, how much everybody wanted uh, the conclusion to be powerful, and what they were able to do. It was an amazing feat. I don't see Hollywood ever being able to do this again with any kind of films. Uh, 22 films like that. I just don't see that happening uh, again anytime soon. Don't get me wrong. Maybe 
five years later, we could be like, wow, this other one was 30 films in, in such a small time. Oh, I regret everything that I say. But right now, like, it, it was an amazing accomplishment with what they've done, with how much went into this, and I, I want to see it again, which is saying a lot for a three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Marvel will ever be able to duplicate this, no. to be honest. Um, no matter how many more movies they put out, I don't think they'll ever be able to create this type of an arc, ever. Uh, well, especially with the fatigue setting in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's very close to B+. Plus. It is a good movie. It is. It's not perfect, it but isn't. it is a good movie. Uh, so, for those of you, you know, most, as far as everything I'm hearing, most people are loving it. Most people like it. And, and I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. Um, it is still a good movie. It's still worth watching. It's still worth owning. I'm definitely going to own it. Uh, it's going to be part of my collection. It will be the crowning, you know, the end to my Infinity Stone saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I just need to make sure I pick up Thor 2 uh, so that I have all of them. But it, it was good. Could there have been more? Yes. But it really would have been hard. They were already hard-pressed with over three hours. I get that. There was a lot of things that they were trying to put in. They probably couldn't. There were some plot holes, some things that maybe didn't sit very well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to pick and choose your battles, right? So, exactly. And given what they had to accomplish, how much they had to have each character shine. Knowing what we know, I... They accomplished everything that I wanted them to. And they gave Hawkeye lots of screen time, which I I love Hawkeye. He's a human, no special abilities, and honestly, everything... uh, I'm happy with, with how they wrapped everything up. Other than the fact that Vision's still dead, that still hurts my heart immensely. Um... But yes. I, I, I still hold out hope because um, going off of the, the show review, is it not true that they have green-lighted uh, both a Scarlett Johansson, a, a Black Widow series, right? They have, but more than likely it's going to be her past. More than likely, <laughs> yeah, because that's, yeah. that's where... That's, an assassin. Yeah, and it's probably going to show Hawkeye actually like being there and maybe even showing that, that part where he lets her live like because that that's their that is their past where they keep referring back to in avengers yeah. uh in this movie they keep going back and i love that and I, I i want to see that story but we've also got a loki uh series right that's yep. been uh talked about and we know that loki at least not our loki our loki is still dead you realize that yeah. the loki in this timeline is still dead after the events of this movie the only loki that is still possibly alive is the Loki from the alternate timeline that where he stole the Tesseract, which technically they stole that Tesseract. As soon as he stole that Tesseract and disappeared, they altered that timeline. So maybe Thanos caught up with him in the future in that timeline. Maybe Thanos didn't catch up with him in that, in that timeline because he's attracted by the Tesseract. That's what he's attracted. We don't know. We know that there is a Loki in some alternate timeline alternate universe out there and i'm assuming that's the loki that we'll be following in this new series yeah. i don't know then we're gonna get scarlet witch uh series and then a captain america or uh, falcon winter soldier which i'm assuming that's when he has the shield um 
They should have had Bucky be the next cap. That's that's minor nitpick, but that's me. Well, I mean, Falcon does take up the show um, after Civil War. Um, well, they, they both have at, at one yeah. point or another. So I think it's, I don't know. I'm okay either way. But in the end, good movie, good film. Does it have some issues? Yes. Most films do. Let me put it this way. I would have, I, and I know that both of them pick up the mantle eventually. Like, I would have liked to have seen both of them. Like, him handing in his shield to both of them saying, you guys are now the captain. Like, I know that's yeah. weird having two, but uh, I just, Bucky just, he's he does have the super soldier serum, right? He's actually. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe Falcon will get something like that. Maybe there's like a super hero hero a super soldier serum with all of that. And I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All that will be showing up on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we are definitely gone long. We have spoiled the crap out of this for you. Uh, you know, again, the reviews in points don't matter. Uh, because our opinion is definitely not your opinion. So definitely go see the movie. Take what we've said, said with a grain of salt. Yep. Uh, because ultimately, no matter what we say, other reviewers say, it's totally up to you. We're just here to give you guidelines. You know, our opinion. Well, and look at how much money it's making. Everybody's wanting to see this. Uh, yeah. yeah, the reviews are in. Everybody, for the most part, is extremely excited about this movie. Go and make give your own opinion. It's definitely one that you don't want to miss in theaters. Yeah. Give it a chance to see it in theaters, which I hope you already have because you're listening to this yeah. review. If you disagree with us on any point or if we got anything completely wrong, you know, us, what you said about the Hulk was completely wrong, let us know. Let's talk about it. Heck, we might even bring you on the show and actually uh, shoot, <laughs> shoot the breeze. Um, yeah. Because we're not 100% right ourselves all the time. Like, Talk to no, us about it. Let's let's hear your opinions. Yeah, and I mean, I'm definitely going to be seeing it again. Uh, taking my sons to see it, and you know, maybe I'll catch something on the second viewing that I didn't get the first time. But either way, still a good movie. Go see it. Support uh, these films because they're fantastic. They did. They have done a fantastic job with these characters. And with that said, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, and yeah. enjoy the fact that Ant Man did actually go into someone's orifice in this movie. If you didn't know whose, check it out. Um, yep. Dungeon Crawlers.